Thanks for joining us for the Connect Podcast. I'm Cole Phillips, the lead pastor of the Connection Church, and every week we're going to look into the Bible to find out how God's Word connects to our everyday lives. It's going to be life-changing. The Connect Podcast is produced every week for your growth and inspiration. You can find all the show notes at makingtheconnection.org. You can also find the podcast on your favorite podcasting service, Follow me on Twitter at Cole Phillips and on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find all the links in the show notes. Now, let's get into the study. Now, we have uh, asked a special guest to be with us for a few moments, and then I'm still going to get into second, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in just a minute. So you want to grab your Bibles? Because I've asked a special guest to be with us today, a friend of ours, a part of our Connection family, and uh, just someone that God has been doing such a work in his life. And so I want you to meet him. Let's give a big Connection Church welcome to my friend Sean Fraley. There he is. Come on. Woo! So good to see you today. Yeah. 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 How are you doing, Sean? I'm good. Wasn't that amazing? That, that was. Kiki did a great job. And it, it's yeah. so funny that she mentioned uh, trusting God. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm about to get into. So. Good, good. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, man, I'm excited to hear your story. And uh, and so why don't you just begin, kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what's happening. Yeah. So I figured I'd give a little bit of a backstory first. Not going to touch too much on that, but then just kind of get into it. Okay. So, uh, you know, I was actually saved back in 2012. That was the first time that uh, I was really introduced to God. My buddy Eddie kept bugging me. Hey, come to church with me. Jesus this, Jesus that. And I'm just like, what is this guy talking about? Fine, I'll go with you, right? It was like a youth thing. And right. so I went with him, and it was around Easter. It was a couple weeks before Easter. And it was quick. Like, it happened, like, that the first time, I think. Maybe the second time. And it was just like, <sighs> Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like, wow. this is God, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I, that night on the way home, you know, we, we prayed together and I, you know, I gave my, my life to God. And That's a few so weeks good. later I was baptized with a friend of mine and, um, you know, he'd never been baptized, but he'd been like saved for years, you know? Okay. And so we went together and, uh, you know, we got baptized and all that good stuff. And, uh, this was right about the time that my mom was uh, kind of on her way out, if you want to say it that way, right? She's yeah. been, she been sick for years, and so the timing was was perfect, you know, to yeah. talk about God's timing. And um, it was really interesting because, you know, I was able to be there and pray with her. Just, oh, wow. I, you know, I, I believe the Holy Spirit was just working through me, you yeah. know, because I, I didn't have any training on prayer, none of, none of that, you know. It was just literally just speaking from the heart and God yeah. through me. So that comforted her in her last days. So after she passed away, I, I think I became bitter, you know, or mm-hmm. angry. I don't, I don't know what to, how to describe that feeling, but I turned away from God for years. It was probably mm-hmm. four or five years that I was just didn't have God in my life as like a, a pillar. Like I still believed kind of, I was sort of like half and half, like I don't really know yeah. what to think. And so I just, it's easier not to think about it. Right. And I think oftentimes we do that. We just like, you know, Eh, if we don't think about it, it doesn't matter, you know, right. and, uh, but in the meantime, you know, my life's a wreck, you know, things are just spiraling out of control. After my mom passed, I gained a hundred pounds. Mm. And right before that, 
for context, I had just lost a hundred and wow. 110 pounds. Wow. And then I gained all that weight back plus another 50 or no, it was 70, another 70 wow. pounds, right? So hard, hard, hard to lose, and it's easy to Dude, put it all back on. Right? Yeah. And so it, it that was like four months. I gained like ninety pounds, mm. just like nothing, right? It was obviously like a depression, like coping mechanism type of deal, right? So you know, I gained this weight, and um, I I lost weight in the past, right? But I pretty much just bullied my way through the process, as I like to say it, uh, from the mental standpoint. You know, I just I'm gonna do it, you know, and I, I did yeah. it. I grit, and I you know. Lost it, gained it back. So now we go for round two. So I'm uh, I'm chilling in a coffee shop, right? And this is um, right after an ER visit. You know, I went to the ER for chest pains. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm probably going to die. <laughs> you know, like I had uh, my blood pressure was like 210 over one something. And it was just horrible, you know. And so they put me on some uh, medication for it, which turns out it slows down your heart rate, which I had no idea, which is hilarious because when I started working out, I couldn't get my heart rate up Yeah, and I couldn't sweat. And so it was just the weirdest thing. And so anyway, I'm telling my story uh, in a coffee shop and I meet this nutritionist, right? And it turns out that she had previously worked in a metabolic weight loss center, helping obese people lose weight. So she starts helping me get in touch with my why. And even then she was preaching God, you know, like it's got to be mind, body and spirit or it's never going to work. So I I go on over the next two or three years and lose 130 pounds. Right. So Mm -hmm. now I'm at, what is that? 250 total lost, right? Almost. And so uh, I then, you know, I still wasn't quite there with, with the God thing. Like it it didn't click. Right. At this point it was mind and body. And so uh, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I'm still kind of like, eh, don't really want God, you know, don't really want a relationship with God yet. I'm not really ready for that, whatever, right? Wow. So uh, then Casey enters the picture. Casey's my girlfriend, right? Okay. And, um, you know, we're we're just texting at this point. Like, we met, uh, she was at a bridal shower. They ended up in my house. We meet randomly, completely random. I would have never met her because she lives like an hour and a half away. And uh, so anyway, she starts telling me her testimony, and I was just so impacted. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm missing a lot, <laughs> you know? And so yeah. uh, we end up at the Connection Church, and, um, you know, it just felt like home. And, like, I'd been there wow. a few times, you know? Uh-huh. But I don't yeah. think my heart was open yet. You know, I don't think I was ready, you know? And so, But you guys have always welcomed me, which I really appreciate, yeah. by the way, because it, it's always felt like home. It just didn't feel like my church home yet, right, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so – uh, you know, we start kind of coming around and, you know, talking to you and, you know, you were praying with me through her back surgery last yeah. year, which I super appreciate, by the way. That means a lot to me and her. And um, so anyway, we um, we start coming around and then, uh, you know, she breaks her back last year and then she's back at work in four months. Like she goes back. She goes from like major spinal repair, uh, rehab and back to work at a nursing home. She's a CNA in four months. Now, if that's not God working through somebody, I don't know what is. That's a miracle in in, in itself, right? So uh, then I go on to start my business last um, August is whenever I like set up the LLC and all that good stuff. And so I do all that. And immediately uh, there's a market fluctuation with one of my stocks. I lose like eight grand. Mm. (laughs) You know, just blink of an eye, it's gone. And I'm just like, sweet, perfect timing, you know? And then uh, ran into some regulatory stuff starting it. And then it was just like, oh my goodness, I had a bunch of money to start this and now I'm broke. Mm. 
You know, and it's like, what do I do? You know, wow. and, and so I find myself, you know, in a one bedroom apartment struggling, just paying all these bills for seemingly nothing, you know, yeah. and then I'm just like doing the juggling act, you know, like, I don't know if you ever watched The Office, but there's a, a skit where Will Ferrell uh, starts juggling the uh, wow. the invisible balls, right? And yeah. it's like, that's yeah. kind of what it feels like, you know, it's like, I'm just inventing money. I don't even know where it's coming from half the time. It's just showing up. And uh, yeah. it, was, it was one of those, like, I was starting to trust God more and more, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was really interesting because it was sort of like off again and on again, you know, <laughs> it was like when God praised me, it was like, cool, you know, there's a God, hallelujah. And then yeah. when, whenever things were bad, it was like, oh, you know, turn away. Right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and like, I remember in December, you know, I didn't know how I was going to pay my lights. Like, I didn't know if I was going to get evicted or if I was going to, if my lights were going to go off or if I wasn't going to be able to eat. Right. And it's really funny how that happens. It happened to be Christmas time, which I lucked out. You know, I go to Casey's family's house and um, her dad and her grandma both gave me a hundred bucks for Christmas. So my life stayed on and I had some food and gas to get to get to the job that I then took. Right. I took a job uh, selling Medicare and um, I hated that job, by the way. That was the worst job. Like it was soul sucking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I go and I'm, um, I'm going to this job uh, daily, obviously, right? Like we all do. And uh, one day I'm heading to work. And, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was on a week where it was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to get gas to the end of the week. So <laughs> I'm on the way to work, heading down 35, going into Braunfels, right? I'm in between two 18-wheelers this entire time. Mm-hmm. This entire time, because that stretch, they, they love to just crowd you in, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so anyway, I uh, I take the turn. Um, I don't even remember what the name of the street is, but, you know, you take a turn on the street, and it's like a yield, right? As I take that turn onto the actual street, my tire goes rolling down the street. Ooh. And I, I look at the tire, and, like, I recognize what's happening. And I'm <laughs> like, I bet I can still make it to work. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I can still make it. And, like... You know, and obviously, as soon as the rotor hit the ground, that was no longer the case, you know. So, you know, I pull over. And, you know, honestly, in life, I think it's, what is the saying? It's it's 90% or no, it's 10% of what happens, 90% of how you look at it, right? Or how you take it, how you react. So uh, I pull over. I'm fine. I'm watching the tire just sail down the street. I'm praying. I'm like, God, don't let that hurt anybody. Please, please, please. You know? And uh, I lose track of the tire, but these two ladies had pulled around like through a construction site to check on me. Right. Wow. These two complete strangers. And it turns out one of the ladies had just finished her last treatment of radiation. Mm. Literally like 10 minutes before that, they pull over to help a complete stranger. And somebody else pulled over, told me that the tire hit a car, did some damage. So we went down there. We called the police. You know, I left my insurance, all that good jazz. And then they gave me a ride back and they waited for the tow truck. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then they offered to pay for the tow truck if I didn't have the means. Wow. To pay. Wow. And I was just like, dude, you know, when you start looking at it, it's like, you know, I believe that when God speaks to us, he speaks to us um, through people oftentimes. Right. And so it's often a consistent message. And right yeah. before that, the message was trust God, just trust God, you know, and then I, you know, right after that, I get through that little hurdle, right? Um, my friend lets me borrow our car. We fix my car. We're good, right? Um, I start to, um, 
sorry, I lost my, my train of thought. Um, so I'm still working my business as well on the side, just kind of as things come, you know? And so I'm talking to one of my clients that was already a client. And um, she tells me, Sean, I don't know why I feel compelled to talk to you about this, but do you ever feel like God just wants more from you than you're willing to give right now? And I was like, wow, yes, yes, I do feel that way, you know? And so we talked through it a bit. And again, the message consistent, trust God. You just got to trust. I want to pause you right there because that's a great question to ask for everyone that's watching. Like, do you feel do you feel like God wants more from you and for you and through you than you're willing to give right now? And how many of us would say, yes, yes, I believe God has a calling on my life. Um, But, you know, you in that situation, that was really a moment, a pivoting moment for you to say, there's a change that's going to happen in my life right now, right? Like, even talking about it right now, I'm getting, like, the goosebumps. Yeah. Some people call it, like, anointings, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever the phrase is. But, yeah, yeah, it's just like, God's like, yo, you, we're on it. You know, and this is what I want you to talk yeah, yeah. about. So, so yeah, from, from that moment, I started being very, like, in tune, right? I'm like, okay, God, you tell me where to go. Because at the same time, I came to the Connection Church completely lost it was right after the tire happened or somewhere around yeah. that period and i'm just like broken like i went alone i've never come come to church alone i've never really been like a, a church guy right yeah and, um, you know i came in and and i pretty much cried the whole sermon like mm. you know I, I tried to hide it i think i was in my hoodie you know i put my hood up and i'm just like i'm crying you know and um just god's just steady speaking to me you know and then um you know you called the like prayer warriors up front and like somebody yeah. prayed with me right and they're like so what do you want to pray about i just start bawling you know i'm just like i don't even know i'm just so lost i don't know what to do with my business yeah. it's a miserable failure you know i got all this financial trouble i just i don't even know where to start just you know pray for direction you know and so this perfect stranger, which I, I don't even remember the guy's name. He had a beard. I know that. But, he, uh, you know, he gives me a hug and he prays with me, you know, back when we were wow. like other people, right? And, um, so anyway, he, he hugs me yeah. and he back, prays with me. Back in the distant past. I know, right? <laughs> a long time ago in a galaxy far, far. No, yes. but, um, so anyway, he prays with me and we just pray for direction, you know, and, and immediately I felt, uh, I felt a sense of relief. So... Uh, then things start to start to line up, you know, it's just, it's wow. amazing. Like, you know, I got introduced to a coach that can help me uh, with my business. Then mm-hmm. I get introduced to a coach that can help me with like my personal development stuff. And that's where things really started to turn. Cause I'm like, okay, so again, we're, we're on the weight loss subject, you know? And so here we are round three going in yeah. this time. I knew I, cause I, I've considered like bariatric surgery as well, but I knew that if I don't fix the mental side, the physical won't matter. So I knew that it had to be mental, physical and spiritual this time. Yeah. So as we start to put together my empowered morning routine, as we call it, you know, it's like uh, affirmations, reading, journaling, meditation, all that good stuff. Right. It's working. I'm feeling a lot better about myself. I'm, you know, I'm starting to head down the right track. You know, I'm not quite losing weight yet, but you know, whatever. Uh, But I realize there's something missing and I'm like, okay, so I I know that I want to consistently have time with God Mm. and I know that, the only way that I'm really going to be able to do that is if I commit time each and every day to having that relationship with God. 
So that's what I did. I decided that, you know, the best way to honor God for me to do it and do it consistently is for the first thing that I do. And the last thing that I do is to spend time with God. And how is the best way to do that? And I thought, well, I can read a chapter, you know, in the Bible and I can do that consistently. It doesn't take too long. You know, I can meditate on it and sort of um, ask God what he's, you know, speaking into my life. And then, and that's what I've been doing for, I don't know, three, four weeks, you know? And um, it's really just, it's so hard to describe because it's, I guess the best way you ever see that, that picture of like the footsteps in the, in the sand and it's like, God, why weren't you with me? And it's like, well, you know, you were on my shoulders or something to that effect. Right. You know, it's like a fellowship now. I'm like walking with God rather than alone. And it's like, again, things are starting to line up. And then, um, you know, I I didn't think I was going to talk about this, but I'm going to. So uh, Casey actually got a diagnosis, a cancer diagnosis a few weeks ago and, um, you know, multiple myeloma. And at first I was crushed, you know, I was like, Oh my God, this is terrifying, you know? But (laughs) then I started realizing, you know, especially through the reading, because it's amazing what happens whenever you consistently are in touch with God. Right. It's like, we, it's almost like he speaks to us literally through the word. Like it was called the word and like, you kind of hear that, but you don't quite understand until you experience it. Right. I got this overwhelming sense of peace, like right after the diagnosis. And it was like, it's, she's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. So I don't care what the doctors say or any of that stuff that none of that matters. God's telling me she's going to be okay. You know, I think back to like my mom's stuff and like how I sort of like lost faith. Right. Right. I think I was like putting my timing on God. Right. Rather than it being in his timing and his will. And so my goal now is to align my will with his and then yeah. and then go full forward in that direction. And, um, you know, that's what I've been doing. And things are starting to work, you know? And it's right. Like, that's right. That's right. So it's great. So the message that Kiki had of, like, you know, being God breaking us down and then building us back up, you know, is, is amazing. Because that's exactly the message that I, I think God wanted me to send. Wow. That is such a powerful message. And that... That is so true. You know, there come, we got to be broken down. We got to have those hard parts of our life broken and the, the self-dependence broken so that we can be built back up stronger. And uh, God is using you. And I'm so excited. I mean, I'm seeing the comments uh, right now of how you're impacting people. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a um, long journey in a consistent direction. Right. It's it's doesn't happen overnight. And, uh, you know, it took a long time for us to get to the place we're at. So what I do is we've got to just start our eyes on Jesus and say, I'm going to follow you. And yes, it's not going to be easy. Um, but over time, it takes longer than you think. You know, sometimes we want that instant change. Yeah. And uh, so just allow him to do that work. That is so great, man. What a powerful story. I think there are a lot of people that are looking forward to meeting you in person and uh, hearing more from your story. Awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate that. Like I said, I mean, I, I just wanted to get on here and be as authentic and genuine as possible. And, um, you know, Mission I accomplished. just did it. So, <laughs> yes. We're going to, we're going to be praying for you. We can't wait to see how God uses your life and how, um, you know, we're going to continue praying 
through all of this and walking with you through it. That's why we're here and uh, glad that you're glad that you're part of it. So, uh, so thank you so much, Sean. We're, we're pumped. And, um, Hey, by the way, make sure you check your, uh, your lug nuts on your tires. Uh, you know, you got to make sure those tires are off. <laughs> Dude, so what happened was the, um, the things blew off like the, uh, the studs. Yeah. Like I just wow. had that tire change like two days before oh, that. The tire was red, but the lug nuts broke off. Wow. Just sailing, so. Well, we're glad you're okay, man. We're glad God has a, a purpose and a plan for you. He's, he's, um, you know, he's, he's sustained you through all that you've been through and it's all for a purpose. So we love your joy. And, um, and so thank you so much, man. Um, we will talk with you very, very soon. All right. I'll catch you later. Have a blessed day. You too. All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right. All right. Well, you know what? We have uh, we're we're about uh, forty minutes into this thing, and I do want to share a bit of scripture with you. I'm not going to do my whole thing that I was going to do, but um, but I don't know if you've recognized or you've felt today more than ever that we need godly wisdom. You know, we just we're looking at we're, we've got so much input coming from the news media from social media from, uh, you know, things coming at us from all sides and how do we filter it? How do we discern what God would have us do? How do we discern what is right and what is true? And I personally am feeling a greater need for godly wisdom. And as we look into the, the Corinthian church, we know the Corinthian church is in the middle of this pagan culture. And it's really a miracle that a Christian church grew up in the middle of that godless culture. And yet over time, what they began to do was this church began to adopt the, the mindset and the, the uh, mood of the culture around it. And, and so it's kind of like that picture of, the, if you know the illustration of the the frog in the kettle. You know, if you put a frog in a pot of boiling water, it, it jumps right out because it knows that uh, it's hot and it's dangerous. But if you put it in and you slowly over time begin to increase the temperature and start boiling, then it just sort of sits there comfortably and gets comfortable in its environment. And I think the church sometimes is in danger of being that same way. We get so accustomed to our culture that we begin to fit in. We begin to adopt the culture and um, the Corinthian church, they knew Jesus. They knew the, the gospel and that Jesus is the way, but they chose to live just like the world around them. And so they started propping up different leaders and they said, we follow this leader and I follow this leader. And they started choosing sides and they started uh, they started forming uh, cliques and divisions between them. And so they were a divided church. And a divided church is a uh, an ineffective church. They are a scattering church. And uh, they started breaking apart. They were apt to get each other. They were backbiting with each other. And instead of building bridges to one another and to the world with the gospel, 
they started building walls. And Paul knew that his role and his his calling was to share the good news and share the gospel, the simple gospel of Jesus. And uh, yet division will put a stop to effectiveness. Division will put a stop to the message because it's very clear. It's a very, it is a very clear message when we're divided from each other. And so I want us to just read the first five verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I was going to do the whole chapter, but I'm just going to do this uh, right now so that we can uh, we can just get a little bit of this and move move a little further. But he says, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so that you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. And at its core, the gospel is very simple. And there's a difference between simple and simplistic. You know, simple. It's very simple. And that is Jesus gave his life for you. Jesus gave his life for you. It's not super complicated. You can share it in a nutshell. The gospel. Jesus laid down his life for you. He rose again to defeat and conquer death. It's all about grace. It's all about Jesus. It can be summed up. You know, the religions of this world can be very complicated. They're complicated systems. And you follow the eightfold path and you follow all all of these rules and regulations and all of this. But when it comes to Christianity, it's just very simple. Jesus gave his life so that you could have life. Jesus laid down his life so that you could live. And so what Paul is saying here, he's saying, look, it's not about me. Y'all are trying to choose leaders and you're trying to choose, say, oh, this one's better than this one. And this one's smarter than this one. And this one focuses on grace. And this one focuses on, you know, knowledge and, and all of this different stuff. And Paul is saying, you're missing it. It's not about me. It's about God. It's about his power. And it's really easy in our world today to, and we need leaders, we need leaders, but it's really easy for us to set spiritual leaders, to have Christian celebrities that we put up on a pedestal and we elevate them. And um, Paul is saying, no, don't, don't do that. It's not about me. It's not about how, what a great communicator I am, uh, how funny I am, how charismatic I am. It's about the power of God. In fact, the less it is about me, the better. And, and it's easy for us to do this, to elevate um, people and celebrity, because that is the way our culture is. Our culture does that. There's you know, celebrities, and, and uh, then we in the church, we say, well, we'll do it like that. We'll have Christian celebrities as well. And, and that's easy to do because God 
is invisible and you can't see him. Um, but with the internet, with social media and all of these things, it's easy for us to lift up Christian idols that we will put on a pedestal. And uh, what happens, unfortunately, is you know they can't stand the weight of the celebrity many times. I've seen this so many times from Christian musicians to pastors um, or, you know, it could be athletes, whoever it is, you know, and it's good to admire people, to have role models. That's not a bad thing, but to put somebody in the place of God in our lives, that is a, that is a bad, bad idea. And so Paul just says, Hey, when you look at me, you don't see, my skill. You don't see my uh, wisdom. You see God's power at work. And um, it's super interesting when you think about sharing, because we're all called to share just like Paul did. He said, my message was very plain. Some of us, we don't feel equipped to share anything because we're worried. What if they ask me a question that I don't know how to answer? Or what if uh, what if I mess something up because I don't say something just right. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple because it's not about you at the end of the day. It's crazy. Some of my, you know, (laughs) worst messages are the messages that seem to have the biggest impact on people. And some of my best messages, you know, people just, well, okay, whatever. But, uh, but I love this story. I tell this story a lot about, um, about, Spurgeon, who is considered back in the day to be one of the world's great preachers. And, and so he would preach and people would come to Christ. And, and one day, uh, this, this young preacher came to hear him, to hear him preach and, uh, to see how he did it. And he gave this, the Spurgeon gave this altar call and all these people flooded to the front to accept Christ. So afterwards, this young preacher comes up to Spurgeon and said, um, he said, um, wow. He said, it seems like every time you preach, people accept Christ. People respond. People trust in Jesus. And uh, that never seems to happen when I preach. And Spurgeon looked at this young preacher and he said, he said, surely you don't think people are going to come to Christ every time you preach, do you? And the young guy thought about it. He said, no, I guess not. So Spurgeon said, that's your problem. That's your problem. You're, <laughs> you're not trusting. You're not believing. And, and, and it's amazing when we're dealing with something spiritual that it's God's spirit that draws people. It's God's power that draws people. It's the power of the message of the gospel. And it's not about our own uh, wisdom, our own strength. All right. And uh, we have a message. We have a story. You have a message. You have a story, the story of what God has done in and through your life. And you can share that message. It's all about Jesus and who he is and what he did. If we make it complicated, you know, and hard to understand, that appeals to our own pride, our own arrogance. We want people to be more impressed with God who he is, what he's done, and his love, his mercy, and his grace. And it's not just my story, you know, it's God's story. And and real life change happens where, where you listen to someone's story, 
let them share because guess what? God is at work in people's lives all the time. You listen to their story. The best thing you can do to lead somebody to Jesus is to just hear them out. Listen to what they have to share and what they have to say. And then you can share your story. Where does that intersect with their story? You share God's story. God's story. And it's a story of what Jesus did. And when all those things come together right in the center of that, in that Venn diagram, that's where there's power. That's where God changes hearts and lives. And so we have a message and it's a very simple message. Yes, we talk about all kinds of things. We talk about finances and we talk about, um, you know, parenting and relationships and, and all kinds of different issues. But at the core, everything we talk about is Jesus. It's the power of the gospel to change lives. And some people may say, well, that's very narrow-minded. Let me tell you, there's a difference between being single-minded and narrow-minded. Single-minded focus that you know, what is your message? And then there's narrow-mindedness that, you know, doesn't consider other thoughts. Well, that's not what we're talking about. Not about being narrow-minded, but about being single-minded on the power of God, the gospel of Jesus. And uh, he says, I did this so you would trust, not in human wisdom, but the power of God. There's a lot of human wisdom out there that is readily available, but human wisdom is never going to lead you to know God more, uh, to, to trust God more. It's all about the power of God and allowing his power to work in your life and through your life. So there you go. I, I, I just want us to know that today and to hold on to that. It's all about Jesus and him giving his life on the cross. And when we are weak, he is strong. So uh, so we want to hold on to that. If you're feeling weak today, know that it's God who's going to be strong through you and in your life today as you are gracefully broken, as you surrender to him, as Kiki shared with us earlier, we're going to surrender and we're going to trust in him. So th- thank you so much for being with us today. I want to pray with us and close us out in prayer, trusting in him and in his uh, power and in his wisdom. All right. Thank you for joining us. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you today for um, the unity that we find in the cross, the unity that we find in uh, the love and the grace that you've given to us. Lord, unite our hearts together. Um, I pray that as Uh, As we heard earlier about the importance of just staying on the path, staying focused on you, God, that you'll give us that strength to focus on what's most important today and not get lost in in all of the the arguments and all of the division in our world, but to stay focused, to, to keep our hearts united with you and with one another today. Lord, we thank you for that. We're trusting in you and we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you this uh, this Sunday, next Wednesday, as we continue this. And I've got some special surprises lined up for next midweek as well that you do not want to miss. So we will see you here. Have a blessed day and um, peace and out. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us for this week's Connect podcast. If you liked what you heard, then be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, rate. We want to spread this good word to everybody we can who needs to hear this message. I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to you joining us next week for the Connect podcast. <laughs>